this is Andrew bringing you the first of my series of Dark Tidings house walkthroughs, and I have a very esteemed guest with me, another Andrew. Hey there. Hi. How's it going? Great. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on, and uh, why don't you give your maybe some other ways that people not, might know you so that they can <laughs> disambiguate us. That's fair. Uh, I am Andrew, or One Star Peeps. Uh, I'm a Keyforge content. I don't know. That's that. Yeah, One Star Peeps is how I'm most known to be at this point. Yeah, and you've also been doing the uh, the Shadow Council series on your on your channel. That's been really fun to watch. That has been fun to make. Probably more fun to watch. Uh, I'm very far behind on making that. I think I fell off halfway through the last season of ABR. It's all sitting on my computer and ready to go. It's just not edited and published. I feel like lots of things fall off toward the end of a season of ABR leak. So um, <laughs> I I know I let several things slide. Um, so, okay, why don't you give us a quick run through of how you got into uh, how you got into Keyforge or even how you got into uh, competitive or, you know, into this type of game overall. Okay. Um, when I was, uh, how I got into competitive games, period, I'm blaming my grandma for that. When I was very young, she would always beat me at checkers. And then eventually I started beating her, but she was never, you know, nice about it or nice. She never pulled any punches. <laughs> so she trained me from an early age to uh, always try harder. Um, then I found magic in like college, essentially. I went to a comic convention, like New York Comic Con, and they gave me a free pack, one of those starter decks my roommates played. I got hooked there. Uh, then I was on Reddit around when Keyforge was announced. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. But I was kind of like one of those people's like, this doesn't sound like it's got any legs, but I decided to give it a try and got hooked immediately. Started playing on TCO since beta, essentially, back when mm -hmm. you could only play the decks that were released at Gen Con. And uh, I was like, this is my chance to try and start being a content creator at this very new forefront of a new game. And then just was being as competitive as I can since then. Yeah, and um, I guess I have to give a, a special little you know, in input here. I guess I was, I started recording deck open um earlier but it was um it was in in vegas when you i think you started playing some of my videos during the um i guess what would be commercial break time uh yeah. between the actual event that i was like oh hey there's opportunities to collaborate across the community and and um i i don't know i just hadn't really considered that in my mind before and you opened that possibility up to me so thank you yeah no problem Thank you for filling time in that show, basically. <laughs> it, was, it was a great it was a great collaboration and a fun time. I think that's um, one of the hardest parts about Vault Tour kind of style shows is that there's just so much dead air between and even like lunch break. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful that I was able to get so many different people to allow me to use their content for free essentially. Yeah, well, you know, we I knew doing it for the exposure is a is a <laughs> terrible trope for artists, but um, I was I was very happy to be in that situation. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, and also, um, you are affiliated with uh, with Reap. Is that you're still oh, yeah. affiliated with Reap? Yeah, yeah, still affiliated with Reap. That's why I try to wear their shirt every time I record for uh, Shadow Council. Despite what Jupiter says on the KFPL show, there are no, there's no crossover between ABR and Reap. <laughs> um, this is only going to confuse them more. Actually, maybe we shouldn't have done this. I think we've we've tried pretty hard to to talk 
Devin into into joining us. Um, and you know, he he does so much to Flaming Hobo does so much to keep our league going. I mean, we would not. I don't think we would have a league for him. So um, so there's a lot of. I feel like there's just a lot of um, good coordination between our mm-hmm. teams. But I know I know you all remain solidly in the grasp of reap out um no matter what how, how hard we try so that's okay <laughs> um cool okay so any anything else you want to add for the people before we start talking about the about shadows uh shadows is a stinky house and stealing is overrated <laughs> awesome yeah so when we were talking about this we were saying okay what house should we do and i think you said that you had some uh, controversial opinions and I said that is that is the best that is good uh, conversation fodder so um, yeah. so we'll have all the all the um, all the edgy opinions coming out here that's excellent Thanks, I have mellowed my opinion my, my hot takes <laughs> on amber control have uh, cooled down significantly but uh, for example I said that effervescent principle was probably the worst card in the game mm. back in coda times mm. uh, that was a mixture of me over overvaluing chains and undervaluing amber control mm-hmm. the card just yep. did every everything i hated basically all in one <laughs> uh yeah that's okay i have a, a history of saying things right like on stream right before they turn out to not be true so <laughs> that's a, a time-honored tradition um okay so okay so let's see i have like some questions that we'll kind of run through and then we'll see um if we change our opinions by the time we finish running through the cards on some of these. But to start out with, if you are sitting down across the table from a Dark Tidings deck that has shadows in it, and you haven't had a chance to look at the deck list, Mm -hmm. what are the capabilities that you think might come out in that deck as a result of it having shadows? Uh, It's going to have Amber Control. Mm -hmm. Probably, Probably the best per house like on average just because that's kind of what they're known for i cheated looked ahead there's like a couple there's only like two commons that are on play steel one or better i think it's only steel ones so it's not that good but i expect to lose like three amber period at least because there's shadows on the other side of the board uh their creature should be small so anything like a volcano should be hopefully useful but that's what I'm thinking about. I need I need I need actual damage to get over their elusive and I uh, to be able to generate just a couple extra amber to make up for them having Yeah. Yeah. So um the elusive definitely a thing uh that you're gonna have to look out for. Interestingly shadows can be a nice counter to shadows in that regard because shadows has quite a lot of direct damage ability. Um there's a more self capture uh effects in this set than i've seen the others i think there's three different three different Mm -hmm. cards that uh oh maybe but still it seems like something that's happening a little more in shadows in the set whereas that used to be like a mars thing um there there's some capture there always is in shadows there's artifact stealing that's always kind of a shadows thing and then um then they also have a little bit of like returning captured amber that i think got explored in mass mutation with mole but oh yeah is is a little more prevalent here and and of course uh notably missing is is any sort of scaled amber troll like a teacher protect or something like that there's not even like uh ronnie there's no way there's nothing that punishes your opponent for going over six uh well, well there are a couple there are a couple but 
Nothing um, specifically overseas. Right, right. Yeah, there's nothing that, um, yeah, and there's nothing that punishes them for going too high, right? Um, right. Mm-hmm. If they, if they just, if they make, if they make a hundred amber, then you're sad. Shadows isn't significantly, Shadows Act, if they make a hundred amber, Shadows is worse than Sanctum, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, okay, so let's say you open uh, Shadows Dark Tidings deck, what is the next house you will see on your Archon card? Um, hmm. I want, I guess Untamed. Uh, hmm. I just want, once you get, the Shadows is really good because Steel is like pseudo-burst, or is still burst in mm-hmm. Amber Control, and so I just want to rush as much Amber as possible, and hopefully not care about the board because I have small, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I put Unfathomable because, uh, so we're both on uns here, but, uh, <laughs> I think Unfathomable gives a little bit of an edge to slowing down the opponent so that your, so that the one or two steals are really meaningful, uh, mm-hmm. compared to like in, in older sets where you really want the, the scaled hit. Um, and then, uh, okay, what, what about, do you have a favorite house and set combo currently? Uh, I- I was having, I, well, I'm going to, so from the ABR Sealed League, I opened it, I was playing a deck that had a card that takes all of the uh, capture damage from someone and enrages a creature. There it is, Blatant Thievery. Yeah, yep. And then had the Sanctum creature that every time you raise the tide, you capture two. And so Ooh. it encouraged my opponent to capture, they wound up capturing all the amber on the one creature and I just could offset the, that play essentially with single card. Interesting thing. Oh, nice. And yeah, and in sealed play, they, they just, they might put it on a big creature thinking you're not going to be able to deal with it, but that, that one card mm. just is enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's cool. Um, for me, it is Hard Simpson and Seeker Needle. Um, just <laughs> the little plink I, I stole uh, is, mm-hmm. is a very nice, uh, very nice feeling. Right. You were telling me earlier about some special synergies with armor. So if you have... I was wrong. Oh, it doesn't work that way? <laughs> I, uh, Mark was telling me, oh yeah, blinking line says that's not how it works. And so then I read the rulebook, and the rulebook is actually pretty clear. It says that armor prevents damage, mm. and when something is prevented, it doesn't happen. <laughs> it turns out. Like, oh, that's weird. That's what those words mean, right? But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, oh well. Um... All right. Well then, there. Yeah, there. I mean, there is a synergy with making it bigger, things like that. But yeah, definitely not. Unfortunately, there's not a uh, with armor. Um, yeah. Okay. What about uh, Maverick? What uh, What Maverick from Dark Tidings would you like to see in Shadows? Uh, I'm gonna say Archon's Callback. Ooh, how come? Because it has draw five on it. And that's, <laughs> that's good. About, that's good enough for me. <laughs> I don't know what else there is, honestly. That's like a sing- the single most influential card that you might be able to mm. regardless of what else is in your deck. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But that feels right. Nice. Okay. Uh, for me, this this you're going to notice a hard Simpson theme here. Uh, Spore Gorger. <laughs> because getting to mm. reap and do a damage to all creatures is really good when you have multiple hard Simpsons. Okay. Yep. And the, and then my, my legacy pick is, is uh, also in that theme. It's Pinturator. Um because plinking for damage is fun. Uh, what, if, what, what about you? What legacy card would you like? I would like to see Monster Protect. Yeah. I just want Shadows to do its job, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, that, um, I, that is definitely... I think that's a chase legacy in both Mass Mutation and 
Dark mm-hmm. Tidings, right? If you if you see that in your deck list, you're you're pretty happy. Oh, well, is there scaling? I guess there there's a sanctum scaling amber control, but not really. Right, it's all capture. It's the logo source of principle. So we're basically just mass mutation again. Uh, actually, actually, sanctum has oh, ring low and gatekeeper and doorstep. It is not. It's kind of obscene how much right. scaling amber control they have. But only one of those actually gets rid of the amber. That's true. That is true, but, I mean, it's a tempo game. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's enough. And, you know, Bring Low really sets you up nicely doorstep that you're... Right. Definitely. Um, okay. Cool. I guess that's, that actually might be the Maverick. That probably was... If we can't get... That might be a better Maverick than Archon's callback. Just because oh, if you doorstep? can't have the two much to protect, you get a doorstep. Yeah. That is, that, that is pretty good. Yeah, and really nice on... To do on a Shadow's turn, steal... Steal a bunch, or actually, I guess you do the doorstep first, and then you do your steal at three or two. Yeah, that's pretty and good. They can't key frog turn very easily. Right, gotta watch out for those terrible toads. Um. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, then let's. Um. Anything else before we jump into the cards? I uh, nope. I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. All right. Cool. So, all right. I'll start. Archon's okay. Revenge is an artifact. It's a ship. It has action. Exhaust up to two friendly shadows creatures. For each creature exhausted this way, steal one amber. I was really excited about this card, and then in practice, it has done nothing but let me down. Um, <laughs> just because it's it's hard to keep those shadows creatures on the board, and the ones that stick, I tend to have like other things I'd rather do. But yeah, what do you think? That hmm. I have not played with it, but it basically reads turn two of your creatures into Naughty the Thief. Yeah. And I mean, Naughty's okay. Mm-hmm. It's always a threat, I guess. But yeah, uh, it's fine. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very shadows, and it, it has to be two because if it were three, it would. I guess <laughs> I I guess three would be too much. I don't know if you can just. I really too used to magic. I want to say untap with, but um, <laughs> you start your turn with three ready shadows creatures. You've already done thing, right? Yes, probably. <laughs> yes, things are going well for you. Okay. Uh, Alright, next up is Captain Nobeard, who is a three-power elf thief. Each of Captain Nobeard's neighbors gains taunt, and it has reap capture one. Uh, I think this is pretty cool. I haven't had this work yet. Um, I, I don't know if I've got a deck with this, but it seems like a cool concept. Uh, I did get to sit across from it. It worked very well. Uh, <laughs> the hard part is, if it's basically if you treat it like a leader... And then as you start killing these taunt creatures, he still has another creature come in and become taunt, taunting it, essentially. Right. It's very annoying. You basically just have to use some sort of removal action to get rid of it or yes. clear the whole board. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty... And, and I mean, I think, you know, one proper way to think about steel is, is like, it's a two amber swing, right? So reap, capture one is a mm. three. It's pretty good. Oh, capture one. I thought it's... A, that's less good than I thought. It's the but it's still, yeah, it's still a two amber swing. Yeah, yeah. It's just temporary. Yeah. All right. And, and oh, and then um, why don't you give a quick explanation of Evil Twins um as we're all right, cool. So yeah, the next card is Captain Nobeard's Evil Twin. It's uh, a new mechanic for the set. Uh, one and about one in twelve decks will be designated an Evil Twin. Um, which I think how it works is that. They pick a deck and say, "Guess what? You're gonna, you're now gonna become the evil twin of this existing deck," mm-hmm. which means 
every card that is, that has an evil twin version will now be printed as its twin version instead of the good twin. So for example, you could get Captain Nobeard's evil twin in your twin deck. Or yeah, if you get an evil twin deck that had that would have had a Captain Nobeard, it's now an evil twin Captain Nobeard. I hope that was clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so the evil twin has six power, is still an elf and still a thief. Instead of giving its neighbor's taunt, it has taunt itself. And when it is destroyed, Captain Nobeard's neighbors capture one. Uh, this card's interesting. Oh, yeah, this card's good, I guess. Yeah, it's, I yeah. Makes things difficult for your opponent. I think it's it's actually maybe slightly better if you get this next to like a Jackie Tar, or, mm-hmm. um, so, or you know maybe a uh, here, maybe like a Hopnob. Well, I guess it'd be, but um, but yeah, you get it next to certain cards that are higher value, and it's you know it's taunt in shadows. So I think that's good. Yeah, that's actually probably really good. It probably actually makes your Archon's Revenge just that much better. Oh maybe sure, you just have more creatures that stick. Or just sure. having a six-power creature is more likely to stick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just worried that I, the destroy having destroyed effects that are amber control feel very. It's very easy for your opponent to take advantage of essentially. Mm-hmm. And having having it be six-power means it's going to be hard for you to get that effect when you need it, mm. unless you're going against like Saurian or say, maybe some Untamed. Oh. Yeah. Pros and cons. Right. All right. Uh, so the next card on the list we've got Dead Man's Chest. It's an artifact has one bonus amber it is a treasure i'm not sure if we've had a treasure before oh this is part of a cycle or a series i think every house has one of these cards um yeah when it comes when you play it, it has a play effect uh put four amber on dead man's chest from the common supply deal two damage to a creature after six or more creatures are destroyed in a turn if dead man's chest is ready move each amber from dead man's chest to the active player's pool um I, yeah uh, I'll, I'll just interject really quick and say i if I remember right, there are four treasures. So there are three houses that didn't get them, but but they all have this similar uh, semantic. You know, put four on, fulfill a condition. Mm. Yeah. I, honestly, it just <laughs> feels like once I see like half the half of the colors in Magic have a similar effect, I'm like, oh, I just assume all of them are there. I think I think they did like um, they did that in Worlds Collide with leaders, mm-hmm. and then oh yeah. They- Exactly. And then in Mass Mutation, they were like, oh, we'll add leaders, you know, we'll add a Sanctum leader. And then mm. in this set, they, like, they they actually changed that. They did not put unfathomable. Oh, yeah. So I think they kind of said, eh, we can do some things that are in most houses, which I think is... A- or it might be unfathomable, is, hasn't been around the block long enough. It's too, it's mm. a rookie. Mm. Yes. I think they, they have, they have the chosen one, but not a leader. That's true. Um, All right, so I like this card. Seems good. When you so, do you ever play this and say the sixth creature on the battlefield in the same turn? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I think it's a tough. I think it's, it's a tough call. And this one is like it's like the untamed one. Uh, you need to have twenty total creature power at the start of your turn, mm-hmm. and so I feel like you kind of know at that moment. Okay, I have thirty creature power, and they have five. So right. this is a good play right now, but this is harder because you maybe you have all six creatures, but they could have a board wipe. I mean, you could each have two creatures pass, and then they could play two creatures and a board wipe. Right? Yeah, it, right. they could it's final tough. analysis. Gross. Yeah, I think this is this is. I probably play it in sealed for the fun, but it's, right. it seems a little tough. <laughs> tough to know. I, 
I'm already, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be fun. If we're thinking about it too much already for it not to be fun. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Okay, uh, so the next card is... Oh, sorry, there's actually one oh. more thing. Yeah, yeah, go uh, for it, sorry. I think it's very important that it has to be ready to be active, so you can't yes. even, like, play it and then destroy six creatures. Your opponent actually gets the first shot at, essentially. Yes, that is that is the trouble with, I think... All of them? Th- I think there's one that does not have that stipulation, which seemed odd to me. I know the, the Logos one and the Untamed do have that stipulation. So. Yeah, the uh, Saurian one doesn't have it, but it only triggers at the start of each player's turn, so that's it ah, as well. Okay, that makes sense. Um, okay, so next up is Depno Spymaster, who is a one-power elf and with elusive. Uh, notable Depno Spymaster has been, well, I think was in Coda and mm-hmm. has been in a couple other sets, so not new. But it has Omni Choose a Friendly Creature. You may use that creature this turn. And it's interesting to me because Shadows is not a house I normally think of as being house cheaty. Um, but this is a card that uh, very much is and can enable some cool combos. It's a fun card. I'm always happy to see. Uh, I mean, hey, yeah, house cheaty and having Omni really cool. Yeah, the only weird thing is if you get it, like, if you have only this on the board, and let's say you go into one of your other houses, you can't, like, with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't... Yeah, it's you could only use the very, Omni. Yeah, it's not a very good turn one play, but, but it's, it's kind of like a, a fun play. Dominator Bobble. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just actually surprised how... I feel like people ignore this card too much. It's just so valuable. Kill this card faster. That's my advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, because your your Omni is, you know, okay, what is your, what is your best option to use that every turn? Mm-hmm. That's solid. Right. Um, okay, next is Early Birds, which is an action with two bonus pips, and it has Alpha, and when you play it, you ready each Shadows card. I feel like this is only good if your opponent is playing Unfathomable, and or, or like, un, in older houses, Untamed do this, but like, they're exhausting all your creatures, mm-hmm. and this lets you ready your creatures, and it just seems overly specific to me. Which I think is why it has two amber pips, because it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. yes, it's not good. I mean, so there's like Ghostly Hand, right? Another Shadows card that has two pips. It can steal one, but very rarely. is. That's definitely not as good. Or sorry, steal one, if your opponent has exactly one, is probably still better than Alpha, ready all your Shadows mm-hmm. cards. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, if you have multiple... Obviously, this is a rare, so you're not going to get mm-hmm. many decks with two of them, but... If you have, uh, I had a deck with four ghostly hands, and mm-hmm. four ghostly hands is good. I don't think Question that four mind. early as good. Yeah, the alpha is going to make it harder, and also in the infernus meta, the, these pips are almost a. You need to find ways to generate amber without pips, honestly. Yeah, spooky. Where's your? <laughs> right. I actually the one thing I do like about this card, it feels like it's one of the very few house hate-ish cards like it's really it's specific it's almost specifically targeting unfathomable right but like mm-hmm. if you think about like uh oh my gosh i forget there's a lot of uh take that smarty pants oh, is a bad example yeah um, no no it is house hate right uh or hate. um imperial was... traitor or uh uh takes it back for some reason i thought there was just a lot more of self-house hate like the sania thinking about mm. it's very good there's a lot of effects in keyboards that are very good against their own house. I'm excited to see more cards that are good against other houses. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, best example, 
what you were just saying is the uh right exactly <clears throat> but yeah i'm on the wrong show to complain about this trend your <laughs> namesake card <laughs> is, is take that smarty pants yeah rob not forever <laughs> well <laughs> speaking of easy marks uh mm-hmm. the next card is easy marks uh big dumb creature easy marks and uh so we got a shadows action it's uh play exalt each damage creature each damaged enemy creature i like it uh right which has shadows has a lot of damage pips kind of mm-hmm. uh sack of coins is in here uh there's just a lot of like one two points secret needle is a great example mm-hmm. so i feel like it's very likely for a reasonable value off of this yeah and it's interesting because this goes into like what you were saying about shadows as a burst house mm-hmm. where that none of this is about stealing or amber control um but you are you're getting a burst you're just not getting it now right. um but yeah you uh you pair this with a card like kerwallop or uh yeah all the plink you know it's probably worth it's probably worth an average of two to three amber yeah i hope i would hope so and bonus zero amber pips so inference proof right uh that's about it right for easy work yeah yeah uh next up we have finch cloak it's also uh another reprint four power elf thief reap fight if you have less amber than your opponent steal one otherwise each player gains one i don't think i ever played with one yeah uh, yeah me either i think it was in it was in worlds collide but yeah um Don't never in any deck that i cared about too much it's uh, fine i think it's better than francis the economist and that card's actually pretty yeah right are you are you happy to see a finch cloak in your deck yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question. I think like um the the whole shadows give amber to your opponent thing is um it's not super common, but they have a few cards that do it, and it's always interesting. Um, again, if you think about this as burst, no mm-hmm. matter what scenario this is, this is um which is solid, and if it's that's okay, and if it's reap for two. And your opponent gains one, but then you can steal it. Like it, it seems pretty good. I think. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Mm. Never have to worry about your your captain no beard. Always has. Right. Exactly. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of steel cards, um, the next one up is finishing blow, which is an action with a bonus amber, and when you play it, you destroy a damaged creature, and if you do, you steal one. Uh, that's that is pretty great, and especially combined with again the the prevalent plinky damage you mm-hmm. plink something for one you murder it you steal one you get from the pip it's it's pretty cool right i think this had one of the highest in just the code today yeah um checks out <laughs> yeah uh it's also if you it's a cool like escape bell for your hard sam if you go yeah. and do like one damage in the first turn that you play it you don't have to worry about can my opponent steal the tide you just you know what i stole one already and i'll just uh make sure you can't steal anymore yeah yeah, and that I mean that's that's a you know two steel play plus you gained at least um, mm-hmm. that's solid, and I think uh, in so shadows doesn't have a lot of destroy effects, and so mm-hmm. even yeah. for that I mean you can have like your opponent has a Ducilius and you have twenty power, and you hit it for one with secret needle and then you finishing blow and it's it's gone and that feels great. Very true. I was struggling this week to find anything, but definitely happy to see actual creature. Yeah, I think I think there's a little less destroy overall in uh, in Dark Tidings. Although, uh, well, this this is this is for a different video, but I have I have feelings about Maelstrom. 
<laughs> I can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it'll be unfathomably good. Um, <laughs> okay, so, and then, yeah, speaking of plinky damage, the next uh, thing on the list here is Mac the Knife. Mac is a three-power elf thief with elusive, as is custom among the shadows, and um, you may use it as if it belonged to the active house. This is the other kind of house cheaty card in shadows and uh i mean having a three power elusive creature that you can reap with every turn is pretty good um and then you also have the option to use its action ability which is deal one damage to a creature if this damage destroys that creature gain one amber and uh it i think this is one of the consistently best shadows cards so i'm, I'm always happy to see it. i yeah i think i the exact, not maybe not the exact opposite. Uh, it's a great turn one point, right? Oh yeah. As opposed to our other house cheaty card, Dip Dose by Mask. Yep. Just having an extra secret needle on your board is all, or I guess it's a secret needle every single turn, an Omni Omni season or Reaper. Yeah, yeah. It's it is always good, and sometimes like I think this is kind of weird. I I get a um I think a, a little extra joy out of finding ways to destroy my own crews for benefit and so <laughs> the, the feeling of being like aha well i'm i'm gonna finish off you know i'm gonna fight this i have a three power creature with a destroyed effect i'm gonna fight into your two power and kill it and then i'm gonna finish off my injury with mac um feels nice i agree shadows so no honor among thieves i guess yes you say that all right uh you certainly yeah, all right. I was trying to think of one. I don't got one. Up next, we've got Master Mindy. <laughs> you have to try though. You have. I don't. I. I admire. I admire the try. Or at least the segue. Yeah. Uh. All right. So we've got Master Mindy. Uh. Another reprint. A lot of the rares get reprinted. Mm -hmm. Um. Two power elf thief elusive. At the end of your turn, put a scheme counter on Master Mindy. Uh, action: Remove each scheme counter from Master Mindy. Steal one for each scheme counter. Remove this way. It's like. I don't know. I keep comparing all these cards to Naughty of the Thief, but it's like it's like a Naughty-ish, except it uh, it, ca it banks all the stealing it could have been doing. You choose not to fix shadows. Mm -hmm. I yeah, like, I like it. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's strictly better than Naughty. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's a good card. It you know it's it feels like I always ignore it the first turn probably because mm -hmm. I just assume my opponent's not going to go straight back into shadows. But by then that gives you an option opportunity to put like taunt around it or something and. It's a it's a very high risk high reward card for your opponent to well high risk right yeah yeah um, having something that just says hey you have to deal with this um, can push you know at, I mean best case scenario they leave it for three. action steal three worst case scenario they I guess worst case scenario it, it, they didn't have to do anything special to get rid of it but more the most likely scenario is they divert from what they would have liked it and that's mm -hmm. That's a good. Well, it's best case. You can't steal ten, but <laughs> sure. Well, I get yeah. Steal three is probably the more common. Right? I think it at three. It's very difficult to like <laughs> justify not going into shadows, even if I, even if I don't have any other shadows cards. I mean, that's just swindle. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I did actually pull Master Min three today. Ooh. Unfortunately, I had extra shadows cards to go with it, but I don't think I could have ignored it. I, I was thinking about that the whole time. I was like, wait a minute. Regardless <laughs> of what I draw here? Seems seems good. See, All right. So what good is Master Mindy without her Master Plan? Uh, more reprints. Master Plan is an artifact. It's an item. 
comes with a bonus Amber Pip. Play, put a card from your hand face down underneath Master Plan, and then Omni, play the card under Master Plan. Destroy Master Plan. Uh, profit. I love this card. It's a uh, house cheating. It's like a phase shift, except you get to choose when you phase shift, and it comes with an Amber Pip, only risking like remote access in Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. There's very few ways that, that this actually backfires. Yeah, it's it's super good. I think, um, interesting. So the, the fun question with a card like this is always, okay, what, what is the thing you would most like to put under here? Um, and I think of cards like, like Effervescent Principle, right, would be a great one. Um, I like putting house unique uh, cards like Arise underneath it and be like, oh, well, now I get to get like Arise or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's really solid. I think that was a play, or like, Fandangle. Be like, surprise, all my creatures are ready. Ooh, that's, yeah. I had not thought of that. That's gross. It has play, so yeah, it wouldn't, I don't think it was in the, in the set, but it wouldn't work very well with like a Dusk Witch, but it would work great with it for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, passive effects. Yeah, just honestly, just put a really good card and get get to play it when it's optimal for it. And then profit. Yep. Um, the name of intro, the shadow count that no one's heard yet. It's the name of the song profit. Is, ma- uh, is Master Plan. Oh, oh. Cool. Nobody, wait, nobody's seen it yet, though? No, no. Uh, we... What's the word? We hired uh, Karen to write us an intro, and then uh, that's right uh, when my, uh, hi- my hiatus slash uh, laziness it's sitting, <laughs> ready, ready to be added to any episode. Not quite there yet. I will, I will look forward to it. Yep. Excellent. Um, Alright, so if you have a master plan, you wouldn't want the mole to know about it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mole is an upgrade with a bonus amber, and it gives a creature. Your opponent may spend amber on this creature as if it were in their pool. And uh, this is an example of where upgrades can sometimes really trick out your brain. I think so. Ideally, what you what you probably do is you put this on your opponent's creature that they've been capturing amber onto, and then because the creature gains the text, the your opponent on this uh, his instructions will actually refer to you. so it's basically mm-hmm. saying that that you get to spend the amber on that creature um so yeah if you're playing against like sarian and their or sanctum and they're really controlling all the amber um this is a way to say well okay i don't have a way to deep your board and get that amber back but i'm just going to be able to spend it it's fine it's great yeah yeah it's interesting and it's fun and i love the um I, I love the flavor text on this one. They, they still haven't realized I'm not one of them. Uh, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think, In should multiplayer keyforge ever happen, right? Your opponent now refers to whoever's <laughs> turn it is, that it right. is, so long as it's not the owner of the card, of the creature that's reading. Oh my goodness. That's, yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> it's a little weird, but trying to think of, yeah. I don't know. Multiplayer keyforge one day. Mole is a strange card. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, cool. All right. So another upgrade that you probably want to put on your opponent's card, on your opponent's creature, is Ransom. <clears throat> so this one doesn't have an Amber Pit, but it says, This creature cannot be used and gains at the start of your turn. You may give your opponent two Amber. If you do, destroy Ransom. Um, yeah, this is a this is a really... It, it's an interesting one. I have... I don't totally know how I feel about this one yet, because I kind of suspect either my opponent ends up just not using it, and so it, it kind of ends up reading uh, 
this creature can't be or it's worth it to to pay the two in which case i guess i well i just gained two which and or effectively which is it but then they have a great effect they're firing so i'm sad yeah so is it that sounds like how i thought about uh experimental therapy like it's mm. a it's a card you play it and you hopefully you buy yourself a couple turns until you can actually yeah yeah i think that's i think that's about right well it's just that's they like, could like the worst case scenario. they could get it right away it's just that oh. uh then they then you stole two which is oh. pre- that seems like an okay uh trade-off right okay so, you did get to use this but i stole a bunch it's almost never good to give your opponent an option. They will always pick. Yes. You. Yes. That's yeah. That is that is true. Although I have to say, <laughs> I enjoy illusions of grandeur more than I more than <laughs> control the weak. But I do recognize that it is strictly worst card. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I do pay that too much. Let's mm. see. So this card, I, I don't. It's yeah, not to be good, but when what. It's good against non-shadows decks. Low amber control. All right, that's that's the best way for your opponent to offset this. Like, okay, you steal two, and then you doorstep them. Like, <laughs> what? What's the best way? How does your opponent take advantage of this the best? And there's not a lot of good answers aside from you know just like leaving the creature on the board, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what are you looking? Uh, so if your opponent's leaving it on the board, what do you want to have in your deck? You want to have like I'm trying to think of like a mini group think tank or something. Or that you can do to punish your opponent for having uh, an empty creature on the board. I don't think so, and I'll just say uh, under pre- under under pressure is I think a better option because um, it just says it doesn't you know the card doesn't. Mm-hmm. So my strategy so far when my opponent does either of these, like either a ransom or an under pressure, is to just start capturing onto that creature if I can. So then it's okay. like okay. Um, I have a useless creature. I'm just going to make it so that you're going to have to just to kill it. Just increase the value of the creature. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You increase its value as a as a, a, a object. Right. That's 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 a good point. It just depends. Yeah, it's difficult for me to imagine a situation where I want to pay the two. But and if if I am in a situation where I want to pay the two, you probably really wish you could instead. <laughs> True. No. Yeah. That. That whatever use you're getting out of that creature has to be pretty good if you're willing to pay. Right. All right. Uh, up next is the Ring of Invisibility. Uh, it's a reprint. It's an upgrade. It comes with one amber pip. It says this creature gains elusive and skirmish. Flavor text. I put it down for just a second. Hmm. I guess the ring itself is invisible, or. Uh, uh yeah, but I think specifically this is a this uh, is a this Tolkien, Tolkien reference, right? Because Gollum. He just put, I mean, misplaced the ring very briefly, and good old, dear old Bilbo. Nasty, filthy hobbit. Found it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like this card. Probably more than I should. Giving a creature is, there's not, I guess there's a lot, there's some interesting fight effects now in Shadows. That makes the skirmish valuable. And giving a creature elusive is always pretty good, depending on the reap effects that you have access to, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and it can be really nice on other, um, I mean, it can be really nice to throw on. I mean, I actually, I'm excited about having this in the same set as Light of the Archons. I think that can mm. lead to some crazy shenanigans that could happen. Right. Oh, that's on my Z-Force agent? Yeah. No, yeah, I don't think he does. But, I mean, he gets enough armor in the end, I think. And, oh, and he's, like, warding himself. But still, mm-hmm. you just, you get 
you get a really nasty creature at that at that point. Right. Who needs uh, blood shadow? Right. Yeah. Build your own. All right. Well, in order to uh, pay for this ring of visibility, you'll need a sack of coins. Hmm. Uh, reprint. Because of amber pip, it's an action. Play. Deal one damage to a creature for each amber you have. It's great. It uh, sets up. You can trigger your hard Samsons. You set up easy marks, or you just kill stuff, or set up for a. Uh, it just sets up for a lot of different uh, shadows cards already. It is removal for a lot of things. It's not too hard to get sack of coins. It's four is like a minimum, like a average case. I think that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it it works so great, and I think the yeah under appreciated maybe is the fact that you can split up the damage so like you were saying with easy mark like if your opponent has five creatures out you can use this to put damage on all five of those creatures and then Mm -hmm. just really are you more likely to get two rares two specific rares in a house is a deck more likely to can sack of coins plus easy mark or sack of coins and uh Yes or no? But yeah, cleansing, cleansing was the <laughs> other side. Probably the yeah. more, I think, might be the more common sure. combo to go with. Yeah, that's true. And But I mean, and if you have, like, multiple hard Simpsons, you... Okay, I play mm. three hard Simpsons, I plink all three of them, uh, I pop all your wards, like, it's just... Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there are... The only situation where this card is bad is if your opponent has no... And then it's still good. <laughs> yeah, you could just dump it all into your worst creature and be like, yeah, I gained an Yeah, It was exactly. basically like an overpowered secret. Right. Um, okay, so next up is Scowly Keeper, who's a two-power elf thief with Skirmish. Scowly Keeper enters play under your opponent's control and can be used as if it belonged to any house. So, um, so when you play it, you're going to put it on one of your opponent's flanks. And then at the end of your turn, where your turn means controller of Scowly Caper, uh, destroy one of Scowly Capers. Um, so I think this is a really fun card. I don't, I don't know that I would say it's a really good card because I've seen it backfire too often, but mm-hmm. it is a very fun card. Um, I had an opponent turn a Scowly Caper I played on them into a Voltron once, playing a bunch of useful upgrades on it, and then they just had uh, like one creature that they could use every single getting a lot of value, and that went good for me. So you get yeah. burned sometimes, but it's a fun card. I think it's a good card. Mm-hmm. Better than average. I'll, not not. I'm I'm okay with it being in the deck. I'm actually kind of happy being in my deck. Um, but yeah, there is definitely that downside where it does turn against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking when you're talking about that, I was thinking like, oh, my your opponent could have like a Brend the Fanatic or. Like that have destroyed effects that they want to trigger. Yeah, yeah, that that could be a problem. Um, it's a lot of it. In sealed, it's a lot harder to play. In Archon, maybe you could be a little bit more have enough foresight to avoid yeah. situations like that or know the odds at least. Yeah, totally. If you know, okay, they don't have any great destroyed effects, then yeah, you're really happy. With them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, and, you know, your shadows, so you probably, if it comes to it where you're like, okay, now this has stopped being beneficial, then you can, you can probably kill it. It's only two power, right? Yep. Only need two coins. <laughs> That's right. Just a very, very small sack of coins. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even have elusive, so. The, mm. the thing that makes it stay alive is it has skirmish, so your opponent right. can't 
or is going to have trouble killing it. Um, okay, and then next up is Smiling Ruth, who uh, I am pretty sure is riding the sting. Um, but uh, but Smiling Ruth is a one-power elf thief with elusive and has reap. If you forged a key this turn, take control of an enemy think creature. Uh, I once got to use this to great effect, at which point my opponent said, I forgot that card had text on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, you know, most turns, like, I don't know, let's say 10 out of 12 turns, this card is, uh, Uh, has no text. Yeah, it's blank, but, um, and and it's easy to kill. But when it does fire, it's pretty fun. Right. Also, if your opponent just forged a key, or no, it's if you forged if you forged. I was gonna say if you if you had just forged a key, it's very unlikely that you're calling shadows. But um, yeah, I yeah. think one time I did make a mistake, and I was so down on Smiling Ruth, I feared my opponent's Smiling Ruth, and then I cast uh, when I played Gateway to Disc because I was like, you know what, you can just play that garbage card again. I want you, I want it to be on the board more than I want your discard pile. <laughs> It did bite me for doing that, but <laughs> did did that yeah. did that backfire? It did backfire. Eventually, they forged the key, and then they stole a creature from me. Oh, brutal! Oh uh, yeah, smiling earth with like speed sigil. No, it's not. It but that that is a better. Yeah, for sure. That can fire. Yeah. So while smiling earth is bad, she is definitely not under the radar. Unlike our submersible, mm. it is an artifact. With one Amber Pip. It is also a ship. Another one of these cards that kind of exist in multiple houses from the set. Mm-hmm. I guess being aquatic themed, they gave a lot of, car- a lot of houses ships. Mm-hmm. This one says, uh, while the tide is high, each friendly thief creature gains elusive. Uh, that's cool, I guess. The problem is, right, if the tide's high, your opponent can just raise the tide themselves. Mm-hmm. If they need to kill something. I don't know. Um, and, and a lot of thieves already have elusive. Um, not all of them, but a lot of them. And the ones that, you know, you want to protect generally have. Yeah. There's those cards from that give mutant trait, somehow give thief trait. Maybe that would, that'd be some extra value, but I don't think there's a card like that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, have a, have a E-Die elusive, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so probably not a very good card. At least it's an artifact and it gets out of your deck. Yeah, and it has an amber pip, so that's fine. So yeah, that's submersible. And uh, staged it. Mm, I didn't, next, but it is like I did. Up next is, uh, I guess, my namesake card. The Shadow Council. Yeah, go watch whenever that comes someday in the future, <laughs> maybe. Uh, this is the leader of the Shadow's house. Um, it is a three-power creature, elf, leader, thief, elusive. While the Shadow Council is in the center of your battle line, it gains action, steal two. This is the best card ever printed. Uh, we can go on. No discussion. Either. I'm not biased, though. <laughs> uh yeah this card's good it's fine i don't know uh has elusive the problem is it really depends on the size of your board how good it is yeah i i find uh a lot of times i get value out of this just from like maybe it being on the side but then i can pl- you know play one creature ram mm-hmm. another one into one of yours and suddenly it's in the center and i steal two and you're like oh no i didn't re- i didn't think you could do that so right that actually that happens a lot i don't know if it's just that people underrate the threat but it definitely happens 
That's true. It does happen a lot in one of the decks I like to play that has it. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I'm ha- I am happy to have it in my deck, for sure. It's at least a spooky card that your opponent has to seriously consider. I guess Steel 2 is too good to pass up, pretty much. Right? We're talking about Mastermind. Like, Steel 3, you have to call Shadows. If you got Steel 2, you probably have to call Shadows. Yeah, and it's usually either you have, you can set it up, in which case you probably have, like, another Shadows card you're playing, or mm-hmm. or you can't, in which case, like, okay, you go another house, get it a little better, and then draw some Shadows. Yeah, usually fine. So, yeah, uh... Go buy all the decks with Shadow Council in it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then send them to... Um, Wait, which one? You. I, I totally... Not Definitely not to me. You're the you're the captain of this. Everybody knows. Um, okay. uh, <laughs> widespread corruption is a <laughs> terrible phenomenon, but a, a really fun artifact that mm-hmm. has a bonus amber on it, and it's a power... And it says, after a player gains amber by reaping, a creature they do not control captures that amber. Uh, it's worded funny because it has to work, but uh, it just means that anytime you capture, you're going to put the amber on an enemy creature instead of... And that, and it, it's both ways, so that's fun. I think this is just like a really fun artifact. Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, it forces a little bit, it just forces creature destruction a little bit, right? Because typically it's like, reap a couple times, put that amber on an enemy creature, and then like find a way to destroy it. Or maybe you reap and put amber on a creature a couple turns in a row, then you destroy it. So both of you are going to be having to take the time to them destruction, which I think slows the game down a little bit and makes mm. your plinky slightly more valuable. It's a very good, yeah, this, all the shadows we've seen far definitely wants to play a long or a long grindy game. Yep. Not necessarily. This is definitely a card that makes that hopefully beneficial to you. It makes the game turns the game into a grind. <laughs> it will make your it will make your dreams of a long grindy game to a reality. I had to look at as my my kind of game. <laughs> and then uh, and then once they once their amber is all once you put the amber on one creature, you thievery to get it back. Um, this is an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, you enrage an enemy creature and move all amber from that creature. And so, yeah, so that's a, a way to get back at somebody for capturing, like you were saying. Uh, and the enrage, I think, is a nice extra touch. So, it seems fun. I like it. It's also... Alright, thanks. Reading cards is important to clearly evaluate them. It's like you could just steal all the amber that you've captured. Oh. <laughs> No, it does have yeah, it does have the word enemy, but that, uh, that super good against Saurians and Sanctum. Saurians specific more likely to have things that care about having specifically one of the best games I had with this card was when I was trying to power up their team with a Primus Ungus. I was like, Nope. Let's Ooh. take that all back. Oh yeah, and all their stuff like half their stuff probably dies at that point. Yeah. Just being kept alive by the high power. That's good. Definitely happy to see this one against Saurians for sure. Um also just yeah, like I said, white good with widespread corruption. It's good against yeah, like this card. Yeah, my only lament here is that the card is called Blatant Thievery and it does not actually steal. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't have it all. It's true. Just if it had the text, like if they had no amber, steal one instead. Come on, come on, FS. All right, so I guess that card is clear. Um, a booby trap, mm. right? Is yeah. not is actually not about stealing or thievery, but we have booby trap instead to talk about. Uh, action, gain one amber. Deal four damage to a creature that's not on a flank with two splash. I feel like we don't see. Yeah. Uh, the two neighbors of that creature also take. I like this card a lot. It's good removal. 
boards in Dark Tidings. Yeah, boards in Dark Tidings are seem to be pretty big for the most part. Well, the hard, one of the hardest things about this card in Coda is that Coda did not generate boards, and you'd be like, this card was both. This card was probably just an Amber Pip half the time. And then now you're probably very likely to find a good target. Eddie, and it, like, four damage is enough to kill a lot of important creatures. Uh, your opponent will eventually run out of options to protect against. It's very hard to not put. A... Yeah, that is in fact where your rules instruct you to. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's a it's a really nice card. Eight total damage is nice. Spreads it out. I guess uh, it's a, could potentially set off a big uh, easy mark. Do you ever do you ever try and like set up your board to uh, playing two or? I have done that. It's... I have been guilty that? of that. <laughs> <laughs> Just once though. It feel it's, it's a lot of damage to throw on your own side of the board. It feels really bad. Even you get the steal, but. Uh, <clears throat> but you just feel like, oh my goodness, what what am I doing? The, my creatures with me. But if you have like a <laughs> brand or something like that too, then you oh, can God. then you can set it up to be pretty good, right? Brand Hart Simpson, hit the booby trap on the brand, steal four. That's okay. Saying, that, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, that's three cards for mm -hmm. plus the one from the pip. Yes, I think that's... I think my current favorite deck has this. I think it has this, but it has mm -hmm. it has a a brand and a Hart Simpson, and then it has a. Um, it has both rare artifacts from her creatures, so it has a. There's the the, the one that destroys a creature and brings back a, a. So there's one artifact that says action destroy a creature creature back into your hand, and mm -hmm. there's and then world tree put a creature back on top, so you can like kill the okay. brand, bring back an untamed creature, play it, and then put the brand back on top. Kind of. Yeah, very simple. Um, I might have to borrow that deck. Yeah, our next card is borrow. Uh, gain one amber action. Play, take control of any artifact. While it's under your control, it belongs to House Shadows instead of its original house. Super good. I mean, it doesn't deal with, like, Heart of the Forest. Getting a card, basically playing their best artifact and getting these at that turn is just lots of them. Too much value. Almost. Yeah, I like, I like this better than Snecklifter. But you can't, you can't steal a transporter platform and then bounce your Snake. That's true. That's, that is one disadvantage. <laughs> But I guess you could think twice. Yeah, yeah, and and I just I think I guess I think I value the amber pip off of the two power body on. That's probably you're probably more likely to be able. To, you're probably less like all right. I guess for a snake lifter to outvalue it, you'd have to like reap twice. Mm -hmm. That's never gonna happen. Yeah, and then the thing I keep having to explain to people is spending time on on the ancient bear republic. You just like evaluate. You start to evaluate cards in terms of like how they interact with Cobblestone. <laughs> and and um and borrow is better than stir in that con. That's fair. Very niche. Yeah, this yeah, this problem with these kind of artifact removal cards, right? They're just very symmetrical, or they don't deal with symmetrical artifacts. Right. Not not taking care of the grunt buggy. Um. All right. So so uh, mentioned Brend earlier. Here he is. Brend is a Brend the fanatic is a three power elf thief with skirmish. Play your opponent gains one and destroyed steel. Uh, Brand is a great card. I think it might be better in this set than in any of the other previous times. That that might be a bold statement, but I I there's like so much. Uh, there's so many actions deal two damage to a creature in this set, and then um, you barely need anything and you fired it. Though so I've I've been having pretty good luck with it. Just a lot of 
Exum is like a really good friend of Brenda the Fanatic. Mm. You're missing the sacrifice, like life for life for Ponsack. That's true. You're, yeah, you can't you can't exhum Scullion here. Fair, fair point. I, I think one of, as much sorry the AOA one of the one of the few archetypes of AOA decks that I'm terrified of are just like the decks with three Brands and three Exums. I'm just like oh yeah, I I don't think I'm ever winning that game. <laughs> yeah, that's it can definitely be gross. Um, but wheels, yeah. definitely. Excited to be proven wrong about Bren Dark Tidings. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I just maybe I'm just excited. I get excited. Either. But Bren uh, is a cool card. It's a fun card. Yeah, for sure. yeah, it's good too. Best yeah, it's never been. Also, board wipes in this set are uh, a little bit less actually destroyer or destroy mm-hmm. a card. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and then you know the the uh, trouble Bren always has is that he has skirmish. So you really you really are going to have to either have like a destroyed effect or. Or damage, uh, direct damage, target friendly, fire him. But um, mm-hmm. but there are there are options. Occasionally, you get to like an opponent just won't be paying attention to something with hazardous three, and then mm-hmm. you just say aha, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, you do that. Yep. Okay. Um, I do forget that it has play game. Your opponent gains one. I'm so terrified to steal three. I actually forgot about that. For oh second. yeah. Yeah, and that, I mean, occasionally that can actually make it be a discard, because if your opponent's on two keys and five amber and you don't have a way to in turn, then you, mm-hmm. then you cannot play it. But but in a good deck, it'll it'll right. have a way. In a deck that you would bring to Archon, you're going to have ways uh, in right. hand. You know, I think, okay, I think, here's what I think I like about it better than the, like, life-for-life life situation, mm-hmm. is, um, <laughs> Hard Simpson. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying here. Yeah, I know, I know. But... There are okay, but there are all these deal two damage, seeker needle stuff like that, right? So you're doing two deal one, and they're good with Hard Simpson, and they're good with Brend, and they're good with you know like other card like right like you you have scooped and you're like okay well I can scoop an opponent oh but this turn it makes more sense to like you know hit my Brend for one with Kerwallop and then scoop my own Brend to steal or you know like. There's there's all these cards that are like deal damage and are good and are common and then you just throw Brand in the mix and it's like oh now I have more good options I think whereas life for life it's like okay if I draw the Brand and the life for life together obviously that's great but if I don't draw them together the life for life isn't as good and then the Brand isn't as good and I don't have as many options for killing the Brand in AOA I don't think except if, if I have D sorry I, I got ranty there that's okay it's yeah there's just more there's more synergy across the house right yeah i think yeah i i think that's how i feel that's sounds reasonable that's my truth um all right so next is freebooter Faye, who has this thing that looks like the hearts logo so why um but freebooter Faye is a four power elf thief with play raise the tide always easy to forget this play effects because you're so excited mm-hmm. about the other ones the other like reap effect but it does have play raise the tide and then it has reap if the tide is high, seal one amber. Uh, I think this is a good card. Yeah, I like it. Right, um, you can always choose to steal. There's nothing they can do about it. Um, is it worth it to raise the tide to steal one? Yeah, I guess you can make that call if they're at five amber, or if they're at, they're at six amber. They're about to forge. You could raise the tide to pull them off check. Yeah, I agree. I think there. That's that's always an interesting. That's always an interesting call. Um, I think three chains to steal one is 
it's border it's close but it's probably good enough but as soon as you have like also a sea urchin in your hand or something like that then it's choice because i think three mm-hmm. chains to deal two that seems fine yeah so that i would probably not raise the tide to steal yeah i think i think that's that's, that's a close call yeah unless of course right uh, they're going in to check for their last key or something yeah i will i will say this i don't think i have discarded a strange ordination yet that's um <laughs> oh that's fair yeah i mean that's three that's three amber so mm-hmm. and steel is effectively so it is that is you know not as good but three is enough to convince me to raise to take the chain two is right. just, is just uh, okay i have to think about it mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, so on the other side, we have Freebooter Phase Evil Twin. Same power, same play effect. Raise the tide, four power. But this time, before fight, it's a tie to tie, steal one. You're guaranteed to get the steal no matter what. I guess you lose one amp, essentially. Uh, you know, yeah, because you're going to have to fight. Oh. Yeah. Um, maybe you, there are two upgrades in Shadows. Uh, Ring of Invisibility, one that we haven't seen yet, that gives skirmish. So it's possible you get to put skirmish on this, but I I think this worse, and I'd I'd rather have. It. Um, I guess it really comes down to: Do you think deal four damage to a creature is anywhere close? Deal four damage to a creature that is not protected by taunts anywhere close to gain one amber? What we're comparing? Yeah, I feel like hmm. this is one where if the tide is high, I I probably fight something. Um, oh yeah, just. So I get the steal because that's better than reaping. Um, mm-hmm. But if the tide is low, I probably yeah, yeah, that's true. For sure, you definitely don't raise the tide to... unless, of course, you are you need to fight something. Maybe you would consider it. But yeah, yeah, downgrade. Kind of a little iffy. But the artwork is pretty cool. It's kind of cool gun. Anyways, uh, it's a cool gun thing is probably not the hand keep eyes close. Uh, this is the upgrade you were talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this creature gains skirmish, fight, and also. Fight, move one amber from the creature. This move one amber from the creature. This creature fights to your pool. Okay, uh, yeah. It also gives you amber for playing it. Uh, it's fine. Again, the skirmish is okay. It's <laughs> yeah, not. I agree. Like it the, gives the, you one amber. That's... Yeah, the move an amber effect is so sad when you think about. But I'm I'm killing the thing. What are you talking about? Right. No, that's very true. It's the way to deal with Saurians faster. I guess. This, yeah. It's good against Primus Unguis. <laughs> Especially good against Primus Unguis. Yes. But yeah. Mm. yeah, I guess this is mostly the skirmish part. And I, if, you're, if your deck's really lacking board control, then you start getting access to your captured amber back. Although if your deck's lacking board control, your opponent might just have the option to you attach this. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's... I think it's just... It's fine. But it's not great. I was talking about uh, what is a bad card in keep? Like, is this at the probably the bottom ten percent of shadows cards? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still. I guess I'm not happy to see it because it's probably one of the worst cards in shadows for the set. Yeah. Well, the amber is nice. I will always remember that one amber is significantly <laughs> better than a card with no amber. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I yeah, I think that's the thought I always have. Right? Is like, well, what could I have had instead of this? And like. Oh, I could have had a brand or a borrow booby trap, mm-hmm. right? So there are things I'd much rather have than the hand cannon. But uh, yeah, it's not it. It's you're not worse off for having it in your deck, except for the opportunity cost of you know what other uncommon you might have gotten. 
Yep. Right. Or it's yep. also an upgrade. I don't know. Our upgrades is just like card disadvantage because if your opponent kills it, then they get rid of the card too. I feel like upgrades have to carry a little bit more work. Hmm. I don't know but about like, that. Card advantage is not as good. Yeah. I I have. Well, this goes back to my weird Quixel world, but I've come to value like. I really value Voltron, you know, like the putting a lot of upgrades on good creatures, and I really, at this point, value like having a good deck that doesn't have a ton of creatures. So, so I don't mind, especially an upgrade with a bonus amber, is um, yeah, is fine. But yeah, and if it dies, you cycle to play it again next time through your deck if you make it that far. So it's okay. Playing the hand cannon is not going to help you make. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, also yes. run into a situation where you don't have any creatures and you have to give it to your opponent. Ooh, maybe. If you just want the pit. Yeah, maybe you put it on your uh, it's like, inspector it doesn't or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just put it on what top a, of their uh, the Scally Keeper that you gave them. That's right. What a world. Um, Alright, so uh, I'm, I'm going to move on to, uh, to Little Niff. Little Niff is a two-power elf thief. That has Omega, Deploy, and Elusive. So we, I think we all know what Elusive means. Uh, but Deploy means it can go anywhere in your battle line, which matters for its effect. And then its effect would be a little too good to play in the middle of your turn. So it has Omega, which uh, when you play it, you end your step three. Um, or whatever step you're on when you play it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think you Jargoggle. Yeah, yes, if, you're, if your strange gizmo Jargoggle causes it to be played during uh step one then you injure step you. one yeah <laughs> well you well done you get a you get a badge for that um anyway but what uh what it does for you is after one of its neighbors fights you seal one amber that is a really great effect however mm-hmm. this this one will almost never live through the night in my experience just because everyone was terrified of the steel two assembly that it could that it represents yeah, yeah. In fact, I like the best case scenario. One of the things that, if you do get to, it's a stick, one of the cool mm-hmm. tricks is that because you know normally fight effects only mm-hmm. trigger if the creature they're that they're on lives, but because this is on this effect is on little Niff, it doesn't even care if the creature lives. So, um, so if you have four creatures you, like, in a row from the same house, yeah, you just start ramming them into enemy creatures and killing them. It can be. You know, it can be really good in the right circumstances, but either mm-hmm. it's in the wrong circumstances, in which case it lives, or it's in the right circumstances, drops everything they're doing and finds a way to. Yeah. Which, that's a value. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think I'm always happy to see this card. Definitely has a home in specific decks, right? You definitely want, like, Sanctum, essentially. Something to help your littleness stick around. Yeah, definitely. Also, don't forget about Omega on TCO. The game will not warn you. That you're about to end your turn when you play. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And no takes his backseat. Um, all right. Next up is Miasma Bomb, which is an artifact, and it's also a weapon. It enhances with one damage pip, uh, which is good for your Hard Simpson decks, but a little, little weird to just enhance with one damage. Um, and it has action, destroy Miasma Bomb, your opponent skips the forge a key step during. Uh, I dislike this card. Okay, good. And I, 
I try to imagine how I would feel about it in a world where, where Miasma didn't exist, where we didn't have, in the first two sets, a much better version of this card. That, you know, an mm-hmm. action version with a, an Amber Pip on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's just so much better, and I really think this needed Omni. Uh, I don't know, it needed something. I, I think this effect just good, period. Whoa, uh, that's controversial. Yeah. I know. Uh, it rarely actually buys you tempo because mm-hmm. you're not actually removing amber from your opponent so if you're preventing them from forging their second key for a turn they'll still carry all that amber over and have the same number of turns to get to their third key um it's really good in this effect is only good if you have something like that or effervescent but some sort of scaling amber control something that makes them having holding amber for multiple times good for you that probably makes us a little better in this set than in than in Mass Mutation, only because there is Doorstep in this set. But I, I have not mm-hmm. yet seen a deck contain these cards, and I, I think I'd probably rather just have, like, in Shadows and then okay. still mm-hmm. Doorstep. Mm. Right. Yep, that, that's my hot take for Miasma effects. I think I like actually like this more than Miasma, just because you can hold on to it for the last key and actually buy turns with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, actually... So there's a, a deck that I would um, I'd be thrilled to own, but I don't person selling it. Uh, that has um has one of these, uh, but two gambling dens, and so the the gambling dens accelerate the game significantly, and then uh and then it also has uh let's see the the hard stops are a pair of Anthony, and so uh so sometimes Miasma can just buy you a turn until you draw the Anthony uh, mm-hmm. in that deck, and that seems that seems like a pretty good effect but that but it, that's exactly the kind of case where it's like okay this just buys you a turn to get into the actual solution if you just had more of the actual solution you'd be better off right yeah 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 all right has bomb. it has a damage pip on it your hard simpsons will uh oh and i put these in the wrong order so if you you get to do both of them but you pick whether you want all right well we'll just keep it con- uh right. i'll start with the good one okay we've got monty bank this is an elf thief with one power you may exalt monty bank up to two times oh sorry it's a play effect you may do that. And then you can action steal one for each amber on Monty Bank. I it's it's like it's not good. <laughs> it's so risky. It's high risk, high reward. Yeah. Um, I did read something interesting today, so or recently people were talking about if you find a way to capture onto it, yeah. Then then you can mitigate but now you're talking like a three turn well you're still talking about essentially three turns. You go like shadows back to back shadows. Oh, I did see some cool Saurian card recently that's a play, and you get to exalt exalt that creature, then you get the um, interesting synergy. But I, th- uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's specifically you reap. But there is a, oh. an a- but there's an action card that lets you exalt. And- I think that's probably this card, right? And you play reach advantage and capture three onto it, and then then exalt and steal yeah. four. There, there is a capture three in shadows. Yeah, so right. so it's possible to have this sit there dormant, oh. and mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's not a problem for you know a, a couple turns and get the capture through. I've had that work once, but then your opponent has to have six, have six amber at least for <laughs> that to like really pay off, you know? Right. So it's yeah, it's iffy, but it's, it's cool if it happens. Yeah, you definitely. This is a lot like whatever. Yeah, the, these are cards that are going to be very happy to have taunt in your deck somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, the other side of Monty Bank is Monty Bank's evil twin. It is an elusive creature with one power. Uh, play, you must exalt Monty Bank two times. 
and steal one for each amber on Monty Bank. So in exchange for choosing not to, the ability to choose not to, you get elusive. <laughs> How does that feel? That feels terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't think really going to fight into Monty, right? You're just going to be like, oh, this card happens to have a damage pip on it. Boop. Yeah. Or your opponent has creatures with fight effects. And like, thank God I get to fight twice with good fight effects. For almost like an armor drone, see both of these and be like, oh. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's like so little ward in this set too. I think there are four cards that ward. Um, that, that makes it even rougher. I think your best shot to have this work out is if you have Hadroth Swall. (laughs) Wait, is that in the set? Yeah. Oh, Maybe you have two Hadroth Swalls. Then it's good. (laughs) If you have to spend three cards to make a card good, it's not good. (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. If your three cards make one okay card, Hmm. you should be doing something else with your time. Okay, I'll allow it. I don't know, so that might... One of the biggest things I've had to overcome is unlearning a bunch of magic heuristics, and that is... So I could be proven wrong. Uh, you're saying in, in magic, if you need three cards to make it good, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's... It's a good truism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be wrong sometimes, but right most of the time. I think... I Actually, I think that like there are good three-card combos, but the best three-card combos are, are ones where... Um, or, or even more, you know, are ones where like they're they're individually good, mm-hmm. and they're even exactly. better when they're together. That's that's great because then you you're happy if you got one or two of them get the whole thing off. You're like, oh, absurd. Yeah. If your three Bs turn into like an A plus, that's great. Yeah, exactly. In the meantime, they're they're still Bs. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Uh, Is this speak- the capture three you were talking about? <laughs> no. No. Uh. Would that it were. Would that it were. Uh, no, well, this this is a capture three, but uh, old Bruno is is a three power creature that on play capture three onto itself and is elusive. And uh, this is this is a nice card. I really like old like getting to getting to swing your opponent down three is uh, that is a serious tempo play that will occasionally. I think it's a good card. It's a it's... <laughs> capture is just so not good compared to everything else, to steal <sighs> that you could have. But the tempo, it's all the tempo is so hard to evaluate, right? Like I say, right? If you're if you're stalling them from their first or second key, I don't think that's fair. Yeah, actually, and, and I'll say one of the things I learned early on in the game was uh, not yeah to not care um, if mm-hmm. my opponent captured from me early in the game. Just leave it. Eventually, they're gonna wipe the board, <laughs> right? <laughs> so why would I right. waste time? But uh, yeah, as you get to the end of the game, it starts to matter a little. Although I do think, um, okay, you know, if your opponent is it, on seven and you swing them down to four, you forge key one first, and then you draw into like something that can capture or that can keep them off in another way. It can, it can just, yeah. it can warp the whole way the game is feeling in ways. I, I think. I, I, I might be a bit extreme. That's not tempo. There, I think it. There, yeah, three is big enough that you're probably actually making an effect. Yeah. Like you're talking about more often than not. Yeah, especially. The first couple turns, the fir- before the first keys are forged, is probably not that impressive. But after that, you probably can actually start making mm-hmm. how fast how the game's going to turn out. Yes, precisely. Thank you, okay. thank you for your I'm concession. Try- <laughs> trying to uh, keep up the controversial comments. <laughs> We've been yes. agreeing a lot. It's yeah. good. It's good. Uh, okay, so um, so next up is uh, is ransack, which is an action that has play steal one. Discard the top card of your deck. If that card is a Shadows card, trigger this effect again. 
Um, I, 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 I don't, I'm never really excited to see this card. I have to say it's possible to steal 12, but, um, it's <laughs> I not, I've ever heard of that happening. No, it's not very likely. And, um, in you had a better chances. Yeah. I think I'd rather, I'd always rather have like either nerve blast or relentless whispers than this card, because both of those provide another utility. And usually it's like, I love steel is good. But mm-hmm. having steel with some other utility going on is usually better. Right. Um, yeah, I I prefer those cards over. This is like comparable to Baton's. It steals one most of the time, and then sometimes it'll steal a second one. Well, except that the difference is um, okay. So like hand shaping is a real thing, right? Like you can you can play in such a way to end up with a five one hand, right? Mm-hmm. You can play into that. It's you can't really play into having like a ten three deck. So right. um so in in bait and switch you could before, you know, pre errata, you could play into like insane bait and switch plays by mm-hmm. by messing with the tempo. But mm-hmm. ransack you can't really it's not it you can't it doesn't right. really benefit from skill in the way that mm-hmm. uh bait and switch could, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, I agree. I'm just, it's somewhat cool. Yeah. Like, people are already kind of, de- people are mostly down on bait and switch, right? That's like an average-ish card, maybe less than average. Is yeah. What people will talk about it now. And this is worse than that, but it's somewhat close in its own. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And yeah, post, definitely post-nerf bait and switch mm-hmm. is just like eh, an okay card. Um, This is actually, this might even be better on average than bait and switch nerf because, uh, because bait and switch, if your opponent has oh. one and mm-hmm. you have one, bait and switch blank card. This elite. Okay, my spreadsheet. Oh, why? Uh, I caught in the before times uh, when I did actually did a my set review for Coda. I observed like ten or fifteen KeyForge games that were recorded on the internet somewhere, and tracked how much bait and switch would steal on every specific turn for each player to come up with an average value that bait and switch steals. Oh, I should update that spreadsheet for. The current errata of Baton's determine the new average value that it steals. Ooh, I would be very interested to know the yeah the delta there. It has to be. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I think Baton's switch only. I mean, it can't be that big. Baton only stole like. Really? Yeah. It was pretty. Well, There's just a lot of turns. Like half the turns, essentially, you don't steal anything. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Huh. There's just there's just a lot of zeros. People. I mean, you could like you say you could play a high school game and play into getting big steals. And that's kind of what the downside of the stats were, is it didn't... It just assumed that you played bait and switch every single time. Yeah. It was kind of more of a, like, how much did you... The, the whole point of the spreadsheet was to determine how much steel did you need on a good Shadows to justify holding it. I see. And how likely you were to find one. Right. Huh. Yeah, I think but, I would need to see uh, histograms of the... <laughs> uh, bait and switch still on average 1.2. Of all the turns. Oh gosh, that's, that's terrible. Okay. And that yeah, was pre errata? That was pre errata. Why did they errata? Fair. It's a really feels bad. It is. It essentially. is. Essentially. I did observe it stealing a max of 8 1. And that, that right there is a. Yeah, that, that makes people. Yeah. Alright. Yep. I was. That was back in four times when I was very amber control. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was very motivated by a spite, or the right word is. Determined to prove the collective consciousness wrong yeah. about amber control. Pugnacity, perhaps. We'll have to look. Is, it is uh, the 
tendency to want to pick fights. Sounds right. Yep. All right. Well, if if you uh, if you pick the wrong fights, wait. If, I'm trying to trying to help with a segue. <laughs> uh, no one was safe, and I am definitely not sorry. I hot takes back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next card is safe or sorry. Uh, play. It's an action. Play. Choose one. Archive any number of friendly creatures from play, or to, uh, choose a creature. Deal one damage to it for each oh, amber your opponent has. So it's like a sack of coin. Yeah, except you can only hit one creature. Well, it's removal, and it only hits opponent. No, you can pick your own creature, so you can get hard, hard Sanson again. Mm-hmm. Or or Brent. Or Brent. It's probably, hopefully, if you have this with Brent, more likely to destroy a creature. Yeah. I guess you could play Brent, give them one, and you deal a little bit. Yeah. I don't really like this archive any number of friendly creatures effect. Uh, just like, generally the best creatures are the ones with good play effects, mm-hmm. so not Monty Banks, but uh, <laughs> Sea Urchin is the one that's coming to more like Ronnie, those, those cards. Yeah. You can also archive like non-shadows, the best case in this set. Yeah, I was, trying to, too many I was trying to think what Shadows cards I would like re- archive, and I think the only ones I could think were the Sea Urchins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the Freebooter, if you want to control the tide better. Yeah, but you could just have a reap steel effect ready on the board instead. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, or I guess the other, like if you were about to, if you were about to play a Kerwallop, and maybe you're about to play three Kerwallops. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's you stretching archive, it a little. You could archive your hard Samson that already has two damage and mm-hmm. try it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I'm excited for the potential of archive a friendly creature, but I'm just not seeing at least in shadows. Yeah. Imagine having this with a bunch of Ronnies. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that would be really like, uh Kaimor Eclipse was good because it mm-hmm. put Ronnies back into your deck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alright. Um yeah. Safe sorry. Uh, you're gonna start some trouble. I don't know. Pugna, me, just stirring up trouble. I don't know. <laughs> we got this. I'll get there. We got stir up trouble as the next action. It's uh, an action. It's being redundant now. Uh choose a creature and one of its neighbors. Uh, each chosen creature deals damage to its power to the other. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's probably one of the closest things you're going to get to destroy target creature. I think it, it, at least it's not a rare to destroy target creature. Although it doesn't come with a pip, and that's actually a really big downside. Mm-hmm. Without the Bren synergies or Hard Samson, it's not actually the whole lot. Yeah, I also found out uh, for both this and infighting, um, they don't care about poison. Um, Poison only takes effect during during a fight. Fights. The lack, yeah, the lack of the pip is something I had to. Or I saw things like hand of this, and I was like, yeah, destroy target creature, great card. Um, you destroy target creature is not that good. It's okay. Yeah. If you, need, I mean, it'll kill the important things like uh, any of the Chelonia, I guess, which is your own brand. I think is like the best thing. Yeah. Um. Or Hopefully. if you have like two. Um niche situations here but if you have two shoulder each other this becomes steel too so there's there's that possibility yeah all right yeah never never rule out the weird shoulder in place that's fair i did have to stare at a board for way too long but i had multiple shoulder heads and i was staring at it in fighting wait a minute how does this work again <laughs> yep pretty well turned well for, for well, whoever no, has that, the shoulder no it's not me uh um, alright, so next is the Fly Inspector, which is an artifact and ship. It says, uh, well, I'll read the bottom part first. It has action, steal one, if the tide is high. And it says, after your opponent raises the tide, destroy the Fly Inspector. Uh, I think this is bad. Like, yeah, I agree. 
it's just maybe you get one steal out of it, but like you did a lot of work to get that one mm-hmm. steal, and you're almost destroyed after that. If only there was a way you raise the tide for your no nope. every effect that raises the tide. It is your like it's just after your opponent raises the tide. So if like if you had a card that could lower the tide, oh sure, instead sure. of having yeah yeah um yeah the closest thing is there's like the sanctum card that says reset the tide and it can't be raised Mm -hmm. next turn but then you'd have to just raise it yeah i think this is just a bad card yeah it's just bad it's ransack but slower and no potential yeah or almost no yep um oh but the next one is fantastic i i do love uh so trickle down theory is an artifact it is a power it has Play Raise the Tide, which you will almost certainly forget sometimes. <laughs> and uh, and then it has Omni, gain one Amber if your opponent has six, uh, which they likely will at some during the game. And um, that's pretty good. So I think having having two of these can be really insane, but the, the fact they're Omni is super good. And then if you get this in a deck... If you get them in a deck with um with any sort of amber control, so uh so that you can have them hit six, use your trickle down theories, but then keep from forging, uh these just become crazy and they can't be stunned, <laughs> right? Happy to have three copies. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would. Yeah. Uh, and then with like cards like Eddie or whatever, just key costs, just force your opponent to go up there and stay there. Yeah, it's that. I've fe- I have felt bad from using. <laughs> like especially yeah. when you're like I'm I'm gaining two from this Omni effect mm-hmm. and then you're not gonna and ne- and you know next turn I'm gonna right it's terrible yeah yeah trail down theory is great only in card form <laughs> <laughs> uh well you know the only the only thing the only thing I will say about that is that um it it's named by the uh it's it is a it is a what would we call it. It's an exonym. I mean, it's not. It's not. Um, it's a pejorative term invented by the detractors of a. So, but yeah, it it is um, oh. what it. I'm learning so much vocabulary today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exo. Well, exonym and endonym are. Uh, okay, this is a weird aside, but okay. You know about you know about Denali. Denali. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. You you will you'll be like oh yeah I remember that so uh uh it used to be that um you know I don't know the newspaper whatever I we would call uh this particular mountain Mount McKinley I think mm-hmm. Mount McKinley but like it was it, it had a name before European colonists arrived and mm-hmm. um and actually it turns out that um President McKinley never saw it so uh, like. I don't know, like 10 years back or something, a while back, people started being like, why don't we just call it Denali? Because that's its name was for hundreds mm-hmm. of years before European you know, colonists arrived. And, uh, and, that, and that's totally one out. So nowadays, you know, if you look at the, up on most maps, you'll see Denali, but it's, um, the, that's the, the name that the people who lived there called it. That'd be an endonym versus okay. Mount McKinley, which would be the exonym. So if you look uh, like in, um, Sorry, this is really weird, not keyboard related. But if you look for what like people who live near something call stuff versus what people from elsewhere call stuff, it's it's just a really fascinating dichotomy. Like people are weird. 
Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's interesting. That's uh, one of the wonderful things about kinds of games, essentially, right? The people put in. Well, not. I don't think they specifically put in trickle down theory to have a discussion about this. <laughs> but uh, there's just so much you can learn tangentially. Yes. Games as well. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Uh, your turn. Uh, we've got whisper. It is a way to talk more quietly. <laughs> yes. We're all we're all learning. Alright, uh it's a creature. It's a reprint. Three power, elusive action, lose one. If you do, destroy a creature. Uh so it's really lose two, destroy a creature, essentially, because you're giving up the reap for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that has to be a very important creature. I guess I'm trying to was there any I'm trying to think if there's a synergy. I guess not synergy with Dead Man's Chest. There we go. Start mm. blowing up some creatures. Yeah. Uh it's it's not it it's it's very niche. Yeah. I guess it was a lot like uh, what I was talking about. I call it the uh, stir up trouble. All right, destroyed target creature is not something I want to pay a price to do, even if I could do it repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess if you play Brend and then you play this, your opponent gained one. You lost one. Mm-hmm. You lost two, really. And right. then you And then you stole. So it's the equivalent of, like, steal one, which is yeah. not great. And then we're trying to, like, concoct, like, a better for it at this point. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm thinking because if you had asked me five minutes ago, I would have been like, oh yeah, Whisper Brand, that's a great, but you have me because it's not, so <laughs> success, you win. <laughs> yeah, I think this, yeah, Whisper's like good if, if yeah, if there's a really terrible, you really have to deal. I guess huh. you're looking for like Diasilis, something you just deal with already as well, something behind Tom, some reason like an unwarded, uh, like Medic Ingram or something. Fair. This has to be a very, very special case to use it. Well, I am, I am fully converted, that's all I can say. Be loud and be proud. <laughs> Alright, uh, but if you're too loud, I have a pair of cement shoes for you. Mm. Uh, loose lips sink ships. Yeah, we don't tolerate that kind of stuff around here in Shadows Town. Uh, cement shoes is an action with one amber pip. Play, deal two damage to the creature. If this damage destroys that creature, raise the tide. I think I like this. Yeah. Uh, pips are great. Always would rather. Dis- I like. To- Normally, we get a lot of effects that are like destroy, deal two damage to a creature if it isn't destroyed. De- Great, I already wanted to kill a creature. <laughs> yeah. I guess you don't want. You can choose. If- I guess if you're gonna try, if you want, I was thinking about the hard sands. I was just uh, just gonna assume I have to make some sort of comparison to hard sands and uh-huh. with every card. Um, they steal one first if you fail. I don't know. Well, I guess you. It turns on. I don't know. I'm talking. Huh. It's got some interesting interactions. Yeah. Yeah, I think no, I I agree though. Like there there have been a lot of like the doesn't die, then you get this effect, and it's nice to have ones like oh no, do the thing that you wanted to. Here's this here's this benefit. It it's interesting. Like what I I was trying to think, would I rather have this? Um, but Fair. but I like this. I mean, it's more comparable like whispers or what else whispers. Uh huh. Right, deal two damage. You do the damage. Yeah. Deal. You gain amber and yeah. steal one versus raise the tide. I would definitely rather have Relum, but. But this is fine. I mean, but Relentless Whispers is a, is actually a. I think Relentless. So. I yeah, it's definitely one of the better shadows. It's unfair to be like every card should be that good. Right. But. Exactly. Yes. Unfair compared. Because it's a high mark for cards. Like a high, a high water mark. You might say that from when the tide comes. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um. All right. So so the next card up is Francis the Economist, or I like, but uh, he's a three power elf and with skirmish. 
and after he fights each player game um i i didn't love this in um i didn't love this in mass mutation mm-hmm. but i think it i like it better in dark tidings um why i think because of trickle down theory <laughs> um, <laughs> i think that's the reason but uh but i i i've actually gotten pretty good value out of over here and i think i think it can be a good card, and if that fight effect is not what you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're guaranteed to gain one. Yeah, that's it. It's a win-win. It says it on the card. I don't know. <laughs> what, what more could you want to know? All right. Uh, yeah, so then next is Gas Pipes Malone. Uh, really vending things. Gas Pipes? I guess, yeah. Um, he's vending stuff and things, but... What show? Yeah, three, three power LP, and... No skirmish, but before and and actually, I think that's not a beard. I thought that was a beard. Oh, but I think it's part of his shirt. The yeah, color. it'd be an awesome beard. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Gaspipes Malone has before fight the creature Gaspipes Malone fights captures one from. That's nice. That effectively makes it you know before fight steal one, mm-hmm. um, just slower. But then it, but then Malone probably dies. I it's, so I feel very meh about it because of that, and then add to it like I think you're supposed to maybe put put a hand cannon okay. on gas pipes Malone, mm-hmm. so then it turns into like three power skirmish steel one, but uh, like you were saying, it's like a two card effect to get a, to get Umbra. So <laughs> it's plus one power Umbra. Yeah. So yeah, that is kind of feels bad. I think I agree. I agree with all that. It did put in work for me this week, but oh. again, that's like sealed play. It gains one. There's actually a good number of smaller creatures around, I feel like. Yeah, that's fair. Um, You might get two uses out of it, but I mean, if, right, if the average game lasts nine, you're going to get to use your twice on average, so that's like the top end-ish <laughs> that you could reasonably expect for a card. So maybe that's a little unfair. Maybe, but, I mean, I guess, maybe you have it with Larry. And you, you uh, keep it alive with kind of iffy. Yeah, you're right. It's still it's a, un, a below average card that sometimes wiggles its way to like average. Yeah, yeah, I'll go along with that. Do Your it. Your favorite card. Do it. All right, so we've got uh, Hard Simpson. Yeah, I might have been mispronouncing this. We're here now. <laughs> uh, four power creature. It's an elf thief with elusive. I forget that all the time. So it's elusive? Yeah. Yeah. Hard Simpson. Uh, after, sorry, after Hard Simpson is dealt damage, steal one. If the tide is low, your opponent steals one instead. Hard Simpson must survive. I think that's like the first time. Uh, yeah, I think this might be the first time we've had, um, so like Merrick, the marked, mm-hmm. had a, I guess a, a well, a you know, effect that was like when it's dealt damage, when the damage is prevented, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But it's obvious if a creature captures and then it dies, the amber goes back. So who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's yeah. just all keyforge effects that come from a creature. The creature must survive for the effect to happen. Right. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just a nice reminder. Venator Altum mm-hmm. has a somewhat similar effect and does not have the reminder text. So yeah, it is. It's nice. I like this reminder text. It's better for new players. Yeah. That this, this is coming coming from magic this is this is one of the hard things especially and it might i i think i heard them say at one point to be the case they put more reminder text on common yeah that's um that does sound 
All right. Uh, so this is essentially the build around common for shadows. If you could build a deck, you would, and you found one of these cards, if you could draft, uh-huh. you would pick Hard Samson, and then you'd be like, all right, every everything with damage on it, right, get into the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, is if you don't even if you don't have anything like that for some reason somehow you got a very unfortunate set of shadows or like one or two cards alone just like two cards in shadows that dealt one or two points of damage. do you take the chance that your opponent will start stealing from you okay so it's a it's an it's a really interesting question and it i think it depends so much on listen like for example mm-hmm. let's say you're playing against a non-dark tidings deck are they going to take the tide to steal one mm, i guess we did have this conversation yeah, is probably not. Probably not. So, yeah, but if they have a Dark Tidings deck, then you, then I'd be much more concerned discarding it. I've definitely discarded mm-hmm. these at... Um, I mean, the ideal is you get it to three damage. Right. So generally a good card. There's uh, enough here in Shadows that it's... Uh, Shadows is almost kind of built around the assumption that you'll find the hard symbol. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I like it. I'm surprised to hear you say that. Why? I'm kidding. Oh, 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 okay. Well, I, you <laughs> know, I, I didn't think, I didn't think, I'm, I actually, I like to think I'm good at reading that, but sometimes I do really, really, no, really was, bad uh, things. Um, it's getting, it's getting late. My, that's, that's true too. Um, I didn't think I was going to like Hearts, and then I did. So there, I, it, it seemed to get better, uh, when I was actually doing so. Right. It's a challenging card, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, and it makes you feel good when you, Play it right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Happy to see Hard Samson. Simpson. Hard Simpson. In any deck. You have to... Probably. You have to say it a hundred times uh, as, as penance. <laughs> All right. Uh, following that, we have Hard Simpson's evil twin, also known as Hard Samson. Uh-huh. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I'll make that a thing. Uh-huh. Um, thank you. Uh, this one has four power as well. It is also an elf thief, and that's where the similarities end. Uh, it has no elusive. It says, Reap, if the tide is high, a damaged creep captures one from its own side. Uh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. In a, it's like Mars needs Amber. But, so if you have an evil twin deck, instead of like trying to set up this like combo turn for Hard Simpson, you try and set up, uh, like you just try and like point all your damage instead at your opponent's creep. Keep them alive for a a big turn that hard Samson. Is. Uh, I don't know if it's a big turn, right? It's just one. It's, but oh yeah, it's just one. It's not Mars needs really. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I imagine, like you oh I, you scoop an enemy creature and then you do this and now it's captured to the side and mm, yeah yeah. You still have to find a way to kill it or you sure. attack with gas pipes. That's when you yes with gas pipes. <laughs> or you or you finish it off with cement shoes. You know, right? It's yeah, uh, it's. Not as good as Hardson. I think that's we're, true. We're, we're talking about a lot of work to steal one, essentially. Yeah. Already? And that same amount of work you could probably steal two off of. Probably. But you would have to sacrifice your own creature for that goal, but, but it's definitely worth thinking for. But this doesn't have the potential, like, the one from. There's that. Okay, so a a, a a deck that doesn't have a lot of tools for Hardson is better if it's the evil twin version. I think, I so think if you that's some, true, yeah. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for non-damage based shadows, hard sense. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think I think if you get an evil twin with shadows, I think you're friends. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um. All right. Uh. So next is 
another uh, paired creature here. Hobnobber is a three power that has action. If your opponent has six or more, that's pretty nice. Um, <laughs> if it can fire, which is the problem, three power and not even a seems seems very killable. Uh, they've surprised me some when I've been playing with and against oh, them. Oh, yeah. I'd see, I don't know that I've, I guess the algorithm's been kind to me. It's just given me way more hard Simpsons, but um, <laughs> I, I don't think I I've just, really played with this card. I can't even imagine why it does steal so much. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Like, it's apparent when your opponent has six or more, or when you have six or more, or whatever. It's the very unlikely that, that you're going to get to steal some unexpectedly. Right, like, I, a brand. I know. I'm going to go to six. But I'm not yes. going to kill that creature. But maybe they go to five and then you play Brend. I mean, that could be right. a thing. Exactly. Or maybe you have a way to sacrifice something that has captured Amber on. Oh, yeah. And put them over. Yeah. Kill your Bruno. Yeah, there, there's right. some tools in there. But again, your opponent could like see the board and be like, oh, that Bruno has three. And that there's a could happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, Steel 2 is really good if it ever fires. Yep, especially when you have this with your trickle down theories. So you like gain two off your trickle down theories that you have sitting there, and then you and then you. That's oh, horrible, right? Because you're like, ah, I went to six. And you're like, guess what? I gained two, and now you're no longer at six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can go back up to six if you like, but it's not going to go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a good position to be in. Um, all right. So the evil twin version is also a three power elf thief, uh, and it has Omni. If your opponent has exactly, I, huh? Yeah, not. Yeah, I think worse. That's this a, one yeah. you're looking specifically for, like, Bruno and a couple ransacks or something to try and set it up? I guess you can do it now. Yeah. I like how, like, the good <laughs> oh, the good version, he just steals from rich people. Right. The bad version steals from little robots. Um, like, they're, uh, they're, both, flavor text. they're both kind of bad. I like the flavor text is also changed. Oh, good, good point. Yeah, the... The one stealing from the rich says he'll never miss. Sort of a Robin Hood. Well, Robin mm-hmm. Hood stole from the government. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, um, and, oh, and then, yeah, the evil one. They'll never miss him. Ooh, that's 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 harsh. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I think yeah, just... part of like the good version is punishing your opponent for something they want to do. Mm-hmm. And the evil one is punishing your opponent for want to be there in the first place it's uh rewarding you for doing for succeeding for doing well yeah yeah what do they call it win more yeah i guess that yeah, was probably a very good description for that we're very lucky <laughs> somehow you play this turn one and your opponent's like wow all of my choices give right. play gain exactly one right hobnob probably want them all right uh next card is hornswoggle very fun mm-hmm. uh it is an action with an amber pip Play, use an enemy artifact as if it were yours. Uh, I like it. Yeah. It's, wait, that's just remote access, isn't it? It's remote yeah. access. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm happy to have it. It is very good against specific, like, Orb of Wonder sacrifice itself type artifacts. Right. I actually always love her when I have remote access. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> using that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it has a pip. That's my, I mean, that's definitely a bonus not play this card. I guess you could their own trickle down theory. Harsh, yeah. One of the cool ships, the steel one ship. Yeah, I think there's there are good there are good targets. I mm-hmm. I think I would always always I think I would always rather have borrow borrow is slightly better uh, That's fair. and appropriately uncommon. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I guess yeah. It does 
any of the symmetrical artifacts of Miss of Morrow, Hornswoggle doesn't address either. Right. Yeah, and that is, that's, I think, pretty much always been a problem with Shadow's artifact control, is that it, it doesn't really prevent the super hard problem. Right. Like, if it doesn't deal with damage, Shadows have solid, hard, hard answers. Alright, uh, up next, we've got Jackie Tar. This is a two power elf creature with elusive reap, deal one damage to a creature. If the tide is high, deal six damage to a creature instead. Nice. Good. Yeah, happy to have it, I think. Reap, destroy a creature, probably. Or you hit your hard sample. No. Nope, nope, right. <laughs> that's the, if, if, well, the, there is one circumstance in which it works, and that's if the tide is neutral. If, mm. if the tide is neutral, you can deal one and seal one. Otherwise, if the tide's low, you deal one and your opponent seals one. If it's high, you deal six. Yeah, it's a little early. But it's, I mean, it's great board control six damage. Right. Yeah, definitely better early in the game before your opponent has two cards. Yeah. You start picking them off. Uh, do you ever raise, I guess, it was probably not a lot of cases where you specifically pay chains to raise the tide to deal six. It's uh, probably the same amount of times that you would pay one to uh, whisper. Yeah, I think that's, that's a... But at least you get to reap when you do. You use Jackie. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, reap deal one is fine. Reap deal six mm-hmm. is great. So it's kind of like uh, either way, I think. And with all the, also, I guess with all the extra damage floating around in shadows, should be able to construct a, some sort of creature destruction, even if the tide is not. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So next up is uh, Kerwallop. It's an action. Uh, when you play it, it deals one damage to each creature, and then you gain one creature destroyed this way. Um, obviously, really good with Hard Simpson. Mm-hmm. Um, good if there are a lot of one power or almost done, and you get that amber effect. Really disappointing when there's like a bunch of fives on the board. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of armor on the board. Yeah. Uh, this does nothing. Had that happened, every card is good. I think, I think on average, you're better off having a bonus pip and deal one to each creature. But occasionally, it's good. Throwing stars. That's what Whistling darts. Yeah. And that only hits. This would be better. But I think right. having a bonus would probably be each effect. Uh, okay. On on average, I don't know. I could be. I could be. Uh, Kralops. Uh, you're. I feel like if you know you have Kralops in your. I want to say that. I want to say that you can play towards it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, do you? How many times would you rather just kill a creature than right. like, leave it shy one? Exactly. Yep. All right. You win me over. <laughs> um, and then the next one, uh, here it is. Looter Pillage. It's an action. When you play it, you choose one. Either you steal one or a friendly creature captures. So this is the one where if you have a if you have a Baron Monty Banks, you can capture three onto it and action it right away and steal mm-hmm. three. That feels good. I have done that. It feels good. I can confirm. But... I think you can only do that to someone once. <laughs> <laughs> More uh, value with a trickle-down theory. Right. So you think, are you probably using the steal one more often than the capture three? or? Yeah, I think, in my experience, I'm using steal one more often. But sometimes if you know if they're like on seven, I might do the capture for the tempo. Um, if, they're at, if they're at three or four, and, and then it's a little underwhelming, right? Could have been nerf blasts. Like you said, not not every card yeah. can be relentless. All right, uh, another card trying to imitate relentless. We've got Mug. Uh, it deals two damage. You gain a pip for playing it, and you could kind of steal one with it. Uh, play move one amber from a creature you, uh, from a creature to your pool. Deal two damage to that creature. Um, I find myself trying to steal with this more often. Than, mm-hmm. uh, so dealing damage to your own sure, with captured yeah. amber. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Really nice against Odoak though. Oh yeah, very good against Odoak. Um, 
Very good against Ungus. Or okay against us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to see Mug. Mug is, I guess, good. All right, it's deal two damage, so you can what hit your Simpson or it, you know it's a it's a very flexible card. Like you were saying, sometimes mm-hmm. you want to hit your own creatures, sometimes you want to hit theirs. Mug is happy to go along with whatever you need. All right, uh, yeah, solid, solid card. Yeah. All right, up next is One-Eyed Willa, two power elf thief. While the tide is high, One-Eyed Willa gains elusive and skirmish. Fight steal one, so it's an elusive. Umbra, while the tide's high. Yeah. I guess that's not strong enough. So if you tie... I'm not going to pay chain... So probably not paying chains to raise the tide to fight one with Skirmish. But at the same time, your opponent's probably not going to... Would, your, would you, as your opponent, pay chains to not have to do... Probably not. So yeah, so that, that's about it. It's, uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did have once when uh, my opponent thought, okay, well, the tide is low... The tide was high for them, and they thought, okay, to get the fight seal one, they'll have to raise the tide, but they forgot they have them. So I still did fight seal one into their elusive. Oh. Didn't worry about the tide. That worked out. It's very interesting. There's one-eyed willows across from each other. Yes, exactly. You never Fun stuff. <laughs> so many options. Um, so yeah, and, and one-eyed willow has an evil twin. Um, also an elf that just permanently has elusive. And then fight if the tide is high, your opponent is two. Um... I think that's worth Two amber swing. That's true, but but less often because if my opponent has one, mm-hmm. steal one is a two amber swing. If they have one, lose two is a one. That's true. But, that's I mean, and, and if my opponent has, and I have three one-eyed, I can steal three. <laughs> okay, we're weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it depends that's on the circumstances, okay. but you're right. It is, also, it is, I would also say gaining one is better than your... Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, oh, and then, yeah, this this is one of my favorite new cards. Scooped uh, is an action with bonus amber. When you play it, you deal two damage to a creature. If it's not destroyed, it captures one. Um, you do kind of like a scooped mug or scooped uh, cement mm-hmm. shoe. I think it's... This is this is a Mass Mutations, except it was actually just... Wait, what? Like, yeah, there, I'm pretty sure there's a card in Mass World's oh, that's deal two damage to you're a right, creature. but it did oh, not have an amber I didn't have... Oh, right. Gotcha. Yeah, that That's was what card was has, that? I know what it looks like. Yeah, no one knows. Oh well, no someone someone can comment what it is. Yeah, put us to shame. All right, uh, good card. You're probably gonna gain two amber. You're gonna gain one steel one eventually off of it. Yeah, I like the art weird crab thing. <laughs> Being shocked. Being souped. I'm not really sure what's actually happening. Like the sights, but <laughs> it's giving souped. Okay. That sounds reasonable. I can I can see why. I mean, crabs would just be terrified of getting. Sick. All right. Uh, up next, we have our. Uh, I guess yeah, it's in the title. Sea urchin, our urchin variant for the set. It is a one power poison creature. Let's play capture. Play capture one. If the tide is high, steal one instead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So probably not raising the tide for just uh, an upgrade like that. We've been talking about that pretty much this whole time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Poison's nice. That's- yeah. Better than elusive, probably. Yeah. What, what value? Yeah, it's uh, elusive didn't actually benefit the urchin that much. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I mean, because uh, urchin if they leave it on the board, I, mean, I guess you can reap. But here you can mm-hmm. you could actually trade for their nastiest or some dumb taunt creature. And... Yeah. All right. The next one is it's evil twin, which is the best I think. Yeah. That, uh, sea urchin's evil twin is a one power aquarium thief. Sorry, both of them are Aquins. 
uh, play Capture 2 as a Titus Hyde, Steal 2 instead. Uh, yeah, Race of Tide, Steal 2, laugh all the way to the bank. No poison, though. Yeah, no poison, though. <laughs> all I got to right. do is steal another one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Keyforge is a game of Amber, not... Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that is a great effect. It's Ronnie. It's the best part of Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess mine are done. You can choose if you want to. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it's it's a good card. Uh, I would be very happy to have five of these in the deck. Fortunately, there's no hit and run. One depends. As an as a person who doesn't play a lot of shadows, it's very fortunate there's no hit and run. <laughs> fair, fair point. Uh, all right, a seeker needle, an artifact. Such a such an oldie but goodie card. But yeah, it's an artifact. It's a weapon. It has action. Deal one to a creature. If the sandwich destroys that creature, gain one. Um. This goes nicely with the, the urchins. I mean, um, it works well with the hard Simpson, and occasionally you might even want to use it on an enemy. It's just a great card. It's I, it feels like it gets a lot better in multiple two. Yeah, it's like oh, take a turn. Yeah, super good. Oh, and That's like it. I mean, also works well. A lot of synergy with the the pointed, the targeted two damage in shadows. Mm-hmm. Right, like scooped. I don't know. I wonder what the a lot. average creature power is. you need to get up to three. Um, how, how often are you accidentally killed? I think three is pretty good. Uh, I think three, yeah. three and four are pretty. Are yeah. Um, Interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. For, uh, okay. Shoulder Id is a six power specter with taunt. It can't fight, and when it would deal damage, you steal one instead. Also has weird combos, but mostly I don't. I I don't love Shoulder Id. I think kind of a. Um, I feel like people just wipe it or um, very ineffective yeah. against. Cur- yeah, exactly. I have once fought twice and. Wow, wow, that's but, that's valued. Yeah, my opponent was kind of happy with it, but uh, at the same time, if your opponent's willing, it's like ransom, right? If your opponent's willing to let you steal two, uh, yeah, it's probably you know something bad's coming. Yeah, fair. Yeah, uh, it felt a lot better the first time I saw this. Theoretically, I was like that sounds great. It's everything you want in a creature. <laughs> something that your opponent doesn't want to fight, and it's big. I could reap with it still. It's been didn't. yeah, yeah. And I'm not even sure exactly how you would fix how you would yeah. I, maybe it's just doing this job enough. Your opponent has to spend go out of their way to deal with it. You can't really ignore it in a sense. It feels average. I'm not, I'm not excited to see it, but I'm not like oh man, what's this card doing? Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, now it is time team. for us to. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, definitely. Time for us to walk the plank. Our last and final Shadows card. Uh, it is an action you play. Play if your opponent has no amber, deal four damage to a creature. Otherwise, steal one. Yikes! I wish this was just modal, where it was an option: deal four damage to a creature or steal one. It's not. That's not that significant of an upgrade to it, and it still wouldn't be that good. Yeah. This whole. I guess a lot of this conversation for today has been steal one's okay, and destroy a creature is less than okay. Uh huh. Either one. Yeah, it's it, it, um number of times I would rather have this scooped. I think, <laughs> or almost zero. Yeah, it's yeah, just okay. Mm-hmm. Bottom ten percent of shadows. It's so hard. This keyforge, right? Every every card is okay at worst, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, um, for sure, definitely, definitely could be worse. Could be worse. So. Uh, okay, so let's go back. Uh, would you revise your answers to any of those questions we were talking about earlier? Uh, what it, I probably didn't expect nearly as much damage out of a Shadows 
card or shadows lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's more of a trend starting like, yeah. So probably be more wary of my small creatures. Don't expect them to sit around. Is something I or like try and make sure they're next to something. I think that's about that's the biggest takeaway from this is uh, or maybe maybe in playing against shadows don't want to leave damaged creatures lying around. Kind of like if you are playing against a cleansing wave deck, you once your creature takes damage on it, it's almost just right. better just to trade them away. Yeah, I think um, definitely definitely a lot of spray happening and um i think there's it feels to me like there are a lot of cards set that have like steal one do nothing else and that's true and i don't i don't like i would much rather have nerve blast or yeah so so i kind of miss the cards that have slightly more utility to them but um Mm. look over there that's the that's it (laughs) um yeah so that's a little weird but i do think if you get the right combos if, I think if you if you can get multiple trickle downs, that's just great. And then then you get uh, combinations of like the, I think the big hitter cards are like Brend, Hard Simpson, mm-hmm. that you can let your opponent get over six, use the trickle down, bring them back. And then actually, I think they pair. I said earlier they pair really well with Unfathomable, and I do kind of like that. But I they probably pair even better if you get like the tread up. You're probably better off with maybe maybe a little bit of E dies. Yeah, def- yeah. I mean, Shadows is really good at pulling them off for essentially. Uh huh. But you definitely want something like Eat Eyes and increased key costs. That's that's really where you uh, create a more prolonged game. That that's the synergy. Set. Yeah, you're right. That you're probably looking for with uh, Shadows. Yeah, and then I think the the thing I I keep kind of going back to is yeah, if you can elongate the game, then then like then those steel ones. You know, mm-hmm. like steal two per turn over the course of five turns. Okay, yeah, that, right. that's really good. You need the you need to protect when you're doing that, but mm-hmm. um, but you yeah to um, but it's I I find it fun. I really like scoot, but I I find the I find this shadow setup. I need more so shadows. There. I need to get a deck. I need to play a deck trickle down theory. I have not done that yet. I'll I'll say I actually have two decks with double trickle, and I will um I will to you and you should try one of the but i i have the the one uh yeah i i have one that has been com- like competitive with decks mm-hmm. from older sets in the 90s fast range and it's rated at like nice. 60 something so <laughs> take that nathan <laughs> yeah take that your system is imperfect <laughs> how dare you not get it right <laughs> after these all these years that's right that's right what are you i i I kid. I'm a Patreon sub because I. Uh, anyway, um, okay, cool. Yeah. Any any last words before you walk the plank, Andrew? <laughs> uh, no. Check out Shadow Council. Yeah. Whenever I get around to doing that again. Also, every Sunday I'm doing a live stream of the final Swindle leaderboard stuff. Um, yeah. Commentary. If participate, so I have more games to do commentary on. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Check out Take That Smarty Pants. Lots of good stuff over there. Yeah. Uh, don't go looking up my old Coda reviews. You will just get upset. Uh, you know, you can see, they can see how much you've grown, I guess. Yeah. Me, me too. I mean, if people <laughs> go look up my old opinion. Um, great. Thank you so, so much for joining me. And uh, mm-hmm. for anybody who's out there watching, um, thank you for being with us and, and for uh, joining us on this. Keep, um, yeah. Find a find a way to do it safely, but uh, get out there and for 
yeah, thank you so much for having me.